Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. Well, how's everyone doing? I wanted to remind everyone I'm doing this show live from New York City. I'm doing this show live. I'm here in New York City on vacation. And yes, I still find the time to do a couple of shows, a little house cleaning. I don't believe there'll be a show tomorrow on Wednesday because I'll be pretty busy. I have a pretty busy day here in New York. You know, I do have some kind of a life aside from uh, doing the show five days a week. And what people may think, I do have some kind of a life. So tomorrow there probably will not be a show. So don't get all upset when you go for call in and there's no unless be heard show for Wednesday. But I'll be back on Thursday. I promise there will be a show come Thursday night. Um, but we do have a lot to, to talk about today. One thing I wanted to talk about just very quickly and get it out of the way because I don't want to spend too much time on it. Just as I would not have spent any time on Russia, Russia, Russia had I had this podcast years ago is this January 6th crap, which is still, what is this, week 12 of the January 6th? The whole thing lasted about 90 minutes, and this is like week 12 of the January 6th hearings. I'm really surprised. See, the Democrats, they, they, they think their voters are dumb, but I guess they don't think their voters are extra dumb because they didn't start these hearings like on October 15th. I'm surprised they didn't start these hearings just when, when early, early uh, voting started. Early October, early mid-October. So they didn't do that because they don't want to be that obvious as to what they were doing. But it's still quite obvious that they're doing this only, what, four, four-plus months away from the midterm elections. Because like everything else, they have nothing to talk about other than January 6th, abortion, uh, abortion, abortion, guns, guns. And maybe they'll bring back the death penalty again because that, that, one, that one hasn't been talked about in a while. So that's all they have are these wedge issues, January 6th. They have this woman on. This is how bad, this is how awful the Democrats are. And this is how shitty our media is right now. They have this woman on who says she heard through a person who told her, who told the other person through a game of telephone that Trump got upset on January. He wanted to go there so bad. He wanted to go there so bad. Now, she didn't say why he supposedly wanted to go there. Maybe he wanted to go there to stop everything, to calm everyone down. But no, they don't think of that. The media doesn't think about that. They think he just wanted to go there to partake, like he was going to burn. Anyway, he wanted to go there so bad that he supposedly went to grab the Secret Service agent who was driving the car. He went to grab. This is a perfect, like, anti-Trump story that people with Trump derangement syndrome will believe till the end of time. They get off on these kinds of stories. And he, the, the president, grabbed the Secret Service agent to get him to go, saying, "I am the, I am the president. Get me here." And where? So where is the Secret Service agent? Where is the first-hand account? Where is the person supposedly happened to? Where is that guy? Does that Secret Service agent exist? And who heard through a, a the great the telephone that Trump did this. And our media is so awful that they're so happy to to lunge, to, to, to grab onto any anti-Trump story. They, they do no investigative journalism. There's not one journalist out there that does investigative journalism to see if this is a true story or not. Now, of course, there's a reason, the main reason why they won't do it is because it's not a story, it's fake. So they don't want, of course, there's no journalism to be done. Because it would just take you to the truth, which they don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about the truth. They want these crazy stories of an insane orange guy who's lunging at the Secret Service agent to get to the Capitol building. 
But the show with a farce, that, not a first, is it a second-hand account? Is it a third-hand account? Is it an eighth-hand account? Where's the first-hand account? Where's the Secret Service agent to say, yes, the president lunged at me and wanted to go to the Capitol? And then why did he want to go to the Capitol? Why? So this is how bad the Democrats are. This is how bad they are. Not, not only do they not allow cross-examination, but they put people up there to make up stories or to talk about, in a court of law, a judge would never allow a person like this to go on the witness stand. Hearsay is not <laughs> admissible in a court of law, but in the court of Democrats' law, it's absolutely admissible. Why? Because then shitty newspapers like the New York Times and the Washington Post and the New York Daily News and the Associated Press and USA Today all glom onto this. They'll all write about it and it'll make Trump look bad and it'll stop him. Hopefully they hope, they hope that he won't run for president again because they want to stop that because they're afraid he could win again. You see, if they weren't afraid Donald Trump could win again, they would not care if he ran again. In fact, they'd want him to run, right? If he was such a weak candidate, the whole country hated and tainted, then they would want him to run again. They would, they would love for him to run again. They would urge him to run again. But no, you see, they know. They know that if he runs again, he very well could. Not definite. Nothing's definite in this world. I don't want him to win again. He could, though, win again. They know that. And why could, why could such a tainted, horrible orange man win again? Because the Democrats have nobody to put up against him. Their bench, in sports terminology, is so thin that they have nobody to put up against him who, they are con who they're convinced could beat him. Who's going to beat him? Biden? Who's going to beat him? Pete Buttigieg? Who's going to beat him? Kamala Harris? It's a joke. And they know it. They have nobody. So they're afraid of him running again. So that's why they're doing all of this. That's why the, it's, it's, it's that combined with they're hoping once again for some kind of a November Hail Mary pass. Like people in November, people on November 8 are going to go into the polls thinking, what am I going to, what am I voting on here? That I can't feed my family, that my child can't get uh, formula, that gas is, who knows at that point, eight and a half dollars a gallon. What's it? Are we are we voting on that? Am I voting on that, or am I voting on January sixth, twenty twenty one, an event that lasted ninety minutes? That does that bother me so much? Oh my God, does that does that affect my life so much? What happened almost two freaking years ago? It'll be almost two years ago come election day. All right, nearly two years since this happened. This one day event, this quote unquote insurgents. Of course, we know that's ridiculous. What is truly insurgents is going to a Supreme Court's justice's house and trying to kill them, to get them to change their mind, or to threaten them, or intimidate them, to get them to change a, a landmark ruling. That's insurgents. This wasn't insurgents. This was just a bunch of jerks, many of them rednecks, who were letting off steam because they didn't want Biden. They want, they want the Trump to be president again. And I can understand that. When you look at who, who, who was becoming president, I understand even more now than a year and a half ago why they were mad. Why they were letting off steam. I'm ready to let off some steam. Well, I do that. I do that five days a week on this show, and you help me do that. And I appreciate that. But this is just a circus. Come on, it's a circus act. It's a sideshow. It's not what people are going to be voting on. People are not going to be – look, I, I'm not a huge fan of James Carville. I think he's kind of an old kook. But when he said many years ago, maybe when he wasn't quite the kook yet, 
is it's the economy stupid. And it is. It's not January 6th. It's not abortion. It's not guns. It's not the death penalty. It's not any other stupid gay rights wedge issue. It's the economy stupid and how people feel. How do they feel physically, mentally, emotionally, financially? That's what matters come these major elections, whether it be midterm elections or presidential elections. That's what matters. But the Democrats never seem to get that. They never seem to understand that. And the reason why is because they don't want to, because their policies, their ideas don't work when it comes to that kind of stuff. doesn't work when it comes to the economy, as you can see with Joe Biden. As you can see, the economy has been totally screwed up from a year and a half ago. Inflation going from 1% to almost 9%. That's what happens on the democratic economic policy. So they can't talk about the economy, stupid, because they're stupid when it comes to their policies. They don't work. They simply don't work. Their mentality, their mindset, their worldview is a failure, and it's becoming more of a failure every year. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. I couldn't believe I'm watching this woman, and I'm thinking, you know, when I first turned it on, I'm thinking, oh, my God, this woman was in the car. She was in the car with Trump, but she was an aide, that she was in the car, was she – and, and then I hear, no, 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 she wasn't in the car. She heard from someone who was in the car, from someone who was in the car, from someone else who was near the car, through the phone. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is such a, a cheesy joke. It really is. Such a cheesy joke. Talk about a cheesy joke. You know, I went on a, on a cruise once, back when you can go on cruises, and, uh, and uh, the, the act on the cruise was, was Wanda Sykes. So I paid for the, for the frigging cruise, paid a lot of money for the cruise. So I said, let me go see her. I, I never, I, I only knew her from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I said, oh, let me, I like that show a lot. I love Larry David. Let me, let me go see Wanda Sykes' stand-up act. So you go into the big, if you've been on a cruise ship, these auditoriums are tremendous. They're like Broadway theaters. So I go into the theater, it's packed, and, and uh, I'm sitting there, and there's Wanda Sykes. Well, she's not there yet. Before she was there, before we actually got to here, Wanda Sykes, do her, her 15, 20-minute stand-up routine, maybe a little bit longer, whatever it was. A guy comes on stage. He looks like, a, he looks like he's out of Boys in the Hood. I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but that's what he, exactly what he looked like. And he had that, you know, the thing the security people wear on their necks, those big badges, which, are like, don't really mean anything um, because they're not real cops. They're fake cops. But the, the ones who want to pretend they're something, they wear those huge badges around their necks. So, so the guy who looks like, you know, a combination of Ice Cube and Ice T comes out, comes onto the stage with a big thing around his neck. And he gives this thug-like speech where he's threatening people and say, instead of being like professional and saying, look, there's no recording. First of all, you don't even need a thug to go on stage and tell you that there's no recording allowed. Everyone knows that. And usually at most venues, they just give, they just a recording. It's like a 30 second recording. Please remember there's no recording. Of it. Okay, fine. But no, she has this guy come on who's like this, really, like you think he's going to kill you if you take out any, he pretty much made it clear he was going to strangle you to death if he saw you with a cell phone once the lights went down and she came on stage. And then once that happened, once the lights went down and she came on stage, he was walking around, literally like lurking behind every person, lurking, standing in like the aisles, looking at people, making them feel uncomfortable. And... Then she comes on stage and she gives this whole uh, half of her half her fucking shitty performance was talking about how you can't videotape her. Who wants to videotape her shit show anyway and put on fucking YouTube? Who gives a fuck? 
This is how full of herself she is. Half her show is really telling people not to record her because she's so fucking special. So today, of course, you have a couple of days ago, whatever she was, she went on Colbert and she talked about how middle America is meaningless, how it's meaningless, how the coast pays for everything, how New York and California pays for everything. It's all the economy. It's where all the smart people are. And middle America needs to know their place. You see, this is the typical coastal privileged liberal elitist. Give a fuck she's black. Don't give a fuck she's a woman. She can get away with it because she's a black woman. If I did, forget it. I'm, I'm gone. I'm canceled. But she can get away with it because she's a black woman. That's why she gets, I'll say it again, Wanda Sykes gets away with it from the major networks. Fox won't let her get away with it. Uh, Jesse Waters didn't let her get away with it. But most of the media let her get away with it because she's a black woman. That's why. Whoopi Goldberg. Black woman. That's it. So, if she is saying the middle America is meaningless, it's meaningless. They're, they're, they should know their place. We, we take care of them. No, no. That's where the farms are, a sweetheart. Those are the farmers are who put food on your table, honey, in your fancy fucking California, New York restaurants you go to with your elitist friends. But these people are such pigs. They have no problem these days with pretty much saying the flyover states are shit. And the only thing that matters is the elites. Now, this is the Democratic Party. They play to the coastal elite as though coastal elites, as though, as though New York, California, Oregon and Washington State is going to win them elections. As those, those four states, maybe throw in Hawaii, are going to win them national elections. That's who they play to. And these are the people who they play to. Wanda Sykes, Stephen Colbert, who used to be good, now he's shit. And um, everything, why does everything go to shit? Nothing gets better. Everything just gets worse. And Colbert got so much worse. And, um, and so that's it. But they, they, they spit in your face. They'll go on national television and say, middle America is meaningless, you're worthless. It's just coastal elites in L.A. and New York that really matter. We're the ones that really matter. As though the people in middle America, I think Jesse Waters kind of made this comment and made the statement very well, made this point. Like people in middle America are just dying to come to the cities where you have to wear a fucking mask, need a vaccine passport, go see a show without vaccine, can't go to theater, can't go to movies, crime is up the ass, you gotta worry about getting raped, gotta worry about getting robbed, gotta worry about getting killed. I'm so, they're so jealous of us. They're so jealous of people in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and New York. I'm sure the people in Omaha, Nebraska, a great city that I've been to, are so jealous. So jealous of shopping in Walgreens when a bunch of thugs come in and steal $900 worth of items uh, on an hourly basis and don't, get, and don't get prosecuted for it, so they keep doing it. I'm sure they're so, so jealous of walking down the street and maybe getting hit by a stray bullet. That's got to be something they, 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 their mouth must water. They can't wait to do that. They must feel so uh, un, un, unprivileged. They must feel so left out. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What? What's these people's minds are so corroded? They're so corroded. I'm here in New York, and I'm still seeing people wearing masks, often under their chin. What the fuck is the point? What the fuck was ever the point of that? They're still wearing masks under their chin. I'm still seeing servers, half them with masks on. I'm still seeing people eating at counters and diners with their mask under their chin as they're eating a greasy hamburger and the friggin' hamburger grease is dripping down into the mask. What is wrong with these morons? What is wrong with these imbeciles? Maybe someone can, maybe, is there any psychologist out there 
who can call in and tell me what's wrong with these people. I've opined on this, right? I've talked about Trump derangement syndrome. I've talked about uh, compulsive disorder. I've, I've talked about hypochondria. I've talked about the way the last two and a half years has made the, the people with OCD and hypochondria not only come out of the closet, but think they're superior, think that's the way to be. And governors like Gavin Schmuckface Newsom and Kathy Get On Your Broom Hochul have, have applauded them and have, have, have lifted them up and said to us, oh, these are the people who you should worship. These are the people who are selfless. These are the same people. That's what's happened. So these people have been emboldened over the last two and a half years. Before, before COVID, before March of 2020, these people would be afraid. They'd be embarrassed to tell anyone about their condition. But once COVID came, they weren't only embarrassed. They were glad. They were happy to tell people about their condition. And then if you don't have their condition, if you don't have their sick-in-the-head OCD hypochondria condition like that, Something's wrong with you. And these people have made to believe it's like the inmates. It's really like the, the inmates in the asylum have been told they're normal. It's like the doctors telling the inmates in the asylum that they are normal. Nothing's wrong with you. You're perfectly normal. The people coming here are normal. They're the crazy ones. This is what it is, the topsy-turvy crazy world. But that's, that's what's happened. That's what's happened. But here I am, and I'm still seeing these restaurants here. There's still many restaurants with a sign on their door. Not only mask required, but vaccine passport required to come in. Now it's not. It hasn't been for months. Masks and vaccine passports have not been required in businesses here for months now. Yet they're still on the door. And my San Francisco friends know they're still on the doors of many restaurants there. Why are they leaving it there? Two reasons. One is they would rather people still do that. Two is they're just waiting for it to become mandatory again, and they know it probably will. So why bother? If I'm a store owner, if I'm the owner of the store and my manager says, Mike, do you want to take those signs down? And I'm in New York or San Francisco, I'll be like, why? You're going to put them back up in the fall anyway. Guaranteed, that's what they're saying. Guaranteed, that's what these owners are saying to their employees. Leave it up. You have to put it back up in October or November anyway. Why? Because the Democrats are fakakta, and they're going to hang this over our heads for the next fucking 10 years at least, the next fucking decade at least, every year, where the Democrats are going to hang this over our heads come flu season, every goddamn year. Which is why they have to move. This is why we don't, Democrats need to go away. We don't need Democrats anymore. We're not going to get back to normal until all Democrats are gone. All Democrats need to be gone. That's how we get back to normal, when there are no Democrats anymore. Then this is not hung over our heads anymore. Then we'll be back to normal forever. And no matter what happens, this will never happen again, as long as the Democrats aren't around. That's what I tell people. If you want this shit to happen again, lockdowns and mess, you have to they keep Democrats hanging around. Keep them hanging around. They're not going to admit they did anything wrong. They're not going to do it differently next time. They doubled and tripled down for two and a half years. They're going to quadruple down and do it again. If they're gone, if the Democratic Party doesn't exist anymore and they're all Republicans, Libertarians, this won't happen again. You won't get fucked. I'm sorry to curse, but if you get used to listening to the show, you know I curse. This is not terrestrial radio. I can do whatever the hell I want. No one can cancel me. I want. You can listen or not. But this is the case. As long as Democrats are around... COVID will always be around. That's, that's a good way to put this. As long as Democrats are around, COVID is never going to go away. So if you don't want COVID to ever go away, Democratic Party is your party. If you want COVID to go away, then you have to vote for Republican. There's no other choice in the matter. 
There's no other choice of the matter. You don't get it both ways. You don't get to vote Democrat and also want COVID to go away. You don't get to vote Republican and want COVID to stay. So you make the decision. It's a clear decision. It's as clear as the sky is blue for the last two and a half years, how we get back to normal. There's one route, and the route is a total Republican takeover. The only route. Now, speaking about Democrats and and, and just incredible oddness, today was uh, primary day, right? I'm here in New York, and it's a big one. I don't know what's going on right now. It looked like Zeldin, Lee Zeldin, has taken over. I think Andrew Giuliani was ahead very early. But last I saw, Lee Zeldin had pulled into the lead. And he's expected to win. Whether he does or not, I don't know. But he's expected to win. But, of course, Democrats are going to vote for Kathy Hochul anyway. So what's the difference? So um, Jay uh, Pritzker, who was running in in uh, in Illinois, who's the, who's the incumbent, had a challenger in the primary. Why these people bother, I don't know. But the guy, the challenger, got like 4%. But Pritzker was saying... I am the most pro-choice Democrat in Illinois. I am the most pro. I'm. I'm. As, I'm I am ultra pro-choice. Now, what does that mean? How are you the most pro-choice? What does that mean that you that you don't mind if ch- kill kids to terminate after they're born? What up until they're one years old, you can terminate the kid if you want. What the fuck does the most pro-choice mean? This is how crazy these people are. I'm more pro-choice. No, no, I'm pro-pro-choice. No, I dance on the graves of the fetuses. I dance on their graves. These people are so fucking crazy. There used to be a time, and Biden was one of them, like Biden, it's a a tragedy. And Democrats would say, yeah, okay, maybe it should be legal, but it should be very rare, and we should not like it. No, nowadays, Democrats love it. You have these protesters saying, I like to kill babies. There are protesters out there on video saying, I am for killing babies. I love killing the unborn. These people are so fucking insane. They've gone so off the cliff. So off the cliff. And then they wonder why most Americans despise them. Is there any Democrat with a high approval? Biden's 33. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, is 25. There's no Democrat with a high approval, yet these people are such in a cult that they vote for them anyway. They don't like them, but they vote for them. Because, no, you can't vote for Republican because Trump, 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 Trump. It's insane. It's total insanity. So you got these Democrats now trying to out-pro-choice each other. Out-pro-choice each other. Vote for me. I'm the most pro-choice. This is, and these are what these Democratic primaries are going to become. You want to talk about psycholand. It's going to become one trying to out-pro-choice the other. Right? I mean, the Democrats complained about Republican primaries where one candidate is trying to out-Trump the other. Right? Well, the Democrats are now going to try to out-pro-choice each other, which is totally insane. You're, you're pro-choice or you're not. You can't be the most pro-choice. What the hell does it mean? So much yes, what does that mean, the most pro-choice? The most pro-killing babies, is that it? <laughs> insane. They've gotten so insane. They've gotten so insane that every, every issue where I was once on their side, I don't want to be on their side anymore. I don't want to be on their side anymore. If a Democrat takes one side, I'm taking the other. That's it. If they take one side, I'm taking the other. I don't want to be on their side anymore. I don't want to be on the side of crazy people. And these are crazy people. There's nothing normal about any of them. There's nothing sane. There's nothing centrist, if you will, about any of them. They are all crazy on every issue. 
I mean, you got one saying people in middle America are worthless. You got another guy saying I'm the most pro-choice. You can't. <laughs> it's one after the other. One after the other. And yet New Yorkers are ready to go right back in November and vote for Kathy Hochul, who is unelected. The same, okay, this, here it is. Here's more Democratic hypocrisy. The same Democrats who scream and yell about the Supreme Court being unelected, which they're supposed to be unelected, you morons. Read the fucking Constitution. The same people that yell about that don't care that Kathy Hochul was unelected. The only reason why Kathy Hochul is there, unlike the Supreme Court justices who were there because it was like a process of people voting and they voted for a certain president and that president won and then there was an opening and that president put someone in that opening and it was all done the way it should be done under the guidance of the Constitution. Kathy Hochul is only there because her boss couldn't keep his dick in his pants. That's why she's there. Andrew Cuomo could not keep his dick in his pants. And so she got there because of that. Is she very proud of that? She, is, that a, is that a great feminist achievement to get a job because you're bought the man couldn't keep his dick in his pants? Is that a great feminist achievement or not a great feminist achievement? I don't know which one it is. Either way, she sucks. Either way, she sucks. Watch out what you asked for. Adams has become worse than de Blasio. And Hochul's worse than Cuomo. They get worse and worse. They don't get better. They get worse. And almost every unelected official is always horrible. There's a reason why people don't elect them, because they suck. Okay? She was never elected because she sucks. If she actually ran for governor, if there was no Cuomo scandal and she ran for governor, she'd never win in a Democrat primary because she's a fucking idiot. But she got there because her boss couldn't keep his dick in his pants. And now, of course, Democrats will vote for her again. Don't vote for the lockdowns again and the masks again and the vaccine passports again. She didn't do one thing right, closing the schools. Not one right, not one right choice did she make. But they'll vote for her again because they simply can't. Oh, we can't stomach a horrible Republican. Oh, they're so, oh, they're so, they're so Trump-like and they're so boorish. Morons. Morons. It's like mental midgets. I'm dealing with mental midgets. So it really doesn't matter who wins this. Republican primary tonight. It doesn't matter. Oh, here's some good news. Fauci has COVID again. Fauci has COVID again. He just had COVID three weeks ago, and now he's got it again. So the four-time vaccinated, uh, Fauci actually, he's either vaccinated four times or he never took it. Either way, I can believe either, I can believe either way. He either has gotten four jabs or he never got any jabs. And I'll believe either story. But anyway, Supposedly, this is he's got he's recurring. He got it three weeks ago. He said this is what he said. He tested positive and then negative, then positive. So instead of thinking like the tests suck, like these tests like fucking the suck, and even the guy who made the test said they suck, he doesn't think that a guy a Fauci's supposedly intelligence, a doctor making a half million a year above board, many more bucks below board. He tested positive, then negative, then positive again. But once again, he doesn't think that there's a problem with the test. That they're picking up some other kind of virus, some other flu, who knows what it might be or nothing. He says, oh, well, that means he was positive for a while, recovered and got positive again. And he's taking a second course of the antiviral Paxlovid. My doctor, a doctor I know, a family doctor, said that Paxlovid is poison. He would never recommend Paxlovid to anybody who got COVID, even an 80-year-old, he would never give Paxlovid to because what it does is, is it increases the risk of rebound infection. And here is Fauci with a rebound infection. 
So what's Fauci going to do? Instead of thinking, well, the Paxlovid didn't work, I'll take it again. This is who guided medical policy. This is who got us locked down. This is who got us masked. This is who got us four-time jab. This is who got us vaccine passported. This is the guy in charge who can't simply put two and two together and say, maybe I have two options. Maybe the test show shit or the Paxlovid shit. But no, I'll trust both. It's toxic to the liver and kidneys. And my, my family doctor said he would not give it because it's worse than COVID itself. It will recur or you'll get sicker weeks later, like Fauci just did, proving my family doctor right, because your immune system is shot from it. And there's Dr. Fauci, the guy who guided all this policy, the guy who Biden treats like Jesus Christ because Biden has a melted brain full of dementia, dementia-ridden. Here's this guy. He's doing, he's, he's taking a, a poison the second time. A second time. I, I can't, it's, it's hard to even comprehend this. It really is hard to comprehend. It really is. Now, of course, Fauci can be totally full of shit. Like I said, I would totally believe the story that Fauci didn't take any of the jabs, but of course pushed them because money for him and his friends. And I'm, I'm going to guess he might not even take Paxlovid. He has to push it because of money for him and his friends. So I, I would totally believe that. If someone told me Fauci didn't take any jabs, hasn't taken any drugs, hasn't done jack shit for two and a half years, I would totally believe it. Yet he would tell you he did because he wants to sell these things. Like a snake oil salesman who doesn't use his own snake oil, but certainly sells it and says it's the best stuff on earth. And one, one crazy doctor, Liana Wen, of the many litany of crazy Asian doctors put up a tweet today showing her two little cute kids, one girl, one boy, with masks on. By the way, this woman said she was totally, she, she was for masks before she was against masks, by the way. But she's supposedly recently against masks, yet her photo is of her two kids wearing masks. She said, arriving for their vaccine appointments, finally, my kids are getting Moderna because that's what our pediatrician's office is offering. But I happily have gone with Pfizer, too, because I'm a total uh, big pharma whore, and I would never say one is bad. <laughs> I'm a total big pharma whore, like most doctors these days, especially the ones you see on TV and Twitter. Except Jay Bhattacharya and Marty McCary, I want to make uh, the exception. And Dine Prasad, and there's some other good ones. But Liana Wen was a total uh, Chinese Communist Party authoritarian when it came to this stuff for a long time. Then finally, about a few months ago, she said, okay, well, maybe we can drop the mask now. But here's the photo of our kids getting vaccines with masks. We got Moderna, but I would have gladly gotten Pfizer. I wouldn't say anything bad because I, I want my Pfizer kickback. I don't want Pfizer to stop giving me my kickback. So I would gladly, I would have given my kids a, a cocktail of Moderna and Pfizer, maybe even a little juice of Johnson & Johnson. Incredible. Incredible how sick these people are. These are doctors. These are people who supposedly had paid. These are people who the people consider beyond reproach, right? Above That they, can, that they, they know everything. And they are the worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. Asians were the smartest people. I was told that Asian doctors were the best, right? Because they get the best education. But I'm sorry. I mean, 
this is what I've seen over the past two and a half years. 90% of these crazy doctors are fucking What is with it? It's one after the other. I thought Gwen had gotten normal, but evidently she hadn't. And like I said, there's too much money to be made. There's too much money to be made for these doctors. You don't think they're getting kickbacks when you go on TV and you plug Pfizer and you plug Moderna? You don't think they're giving them something? You don't think they're getting something from that? And of course, if they're not totally evil, they have to pretend in their minds that it's the right thing to do, right? They have to do that thing in their mind where they have to pretend at least or think to themselves, fool themselves into believing it's the right thing to do in order to take all that money. But take that money they are. Take that money they are. And as Fauci said, we don't have to show royalties. The people approving these vaccines don't have to show royalties from the vaccine companies because America, because Marika. It's one thing after another, people. It's one thing after another. It really is. We have judges letting out fentanyl drug dealers. We get here in California, a judge just let out two fentanyl drug dealers out of jail. They had 150,000 pills. 150,000 pills could have killed the entire, I believe, the entire state of California. Yet a judge let them out. A judge let them out. Then you talk to that, oh, that other dipshit Gascon who needs to be who needs to go the way of Chesa Budin. Well, we didn't see it this way. I can't stand his fucking accent. I can't stand his fucking voice. I can't stand his fucking evil where he lets people out of jail and they go and they kill. He lets them out of jail. They go and they kill. And then he says, well, but the, the statute says, shut up. Shut up. People are tired of this crap. They're tired of it. They're tired of it. Prosecute criminals. Someone commits a crime, put them in fucking jail. I don't want to hear about class B, class F, class G. Put them in jail or you lose your job. How about that? Put them in jail or you lose your fucking job. It's that simple. And we need one fucking mayor or one governor who has the balls to say, do your job or I'll fire your ass tomorrow. Do your job or I'm firing your ass tomorrow. Not one of them, not one Democrat has the balls to do that. And they have the right to do that. But you think you're going to have Kathy Hochul do that? The Wicked Witch of the East? They can have Pretty Boy Hair Gel King Newsom do that in California? Good luck. How about Pritzker, the king of I'm, I'm the most post-choice guy in the world? I can only... I, I can only believe these people are really, truly evil. I really can. I can only believe they have an evil mindset and they want to push this on us because there's no common sense to any of it. There's no logic to any of it. The voters are telling them they're sick of it. Their polls are in the dumps. Biden can't even poll above 25% with Latinos, women, under 25s. Areas Democrats usually poll very high with, well over 50%. He can't even get 25% with these groups. Independence, 25%. So the voters are telling them, we, we don't like you. We don't like your policies. You are hurting us. You're hurting our families. You're hurting our children. And all they can say is, but we're going to give you abortion on demand and not, li- not let you buy a gun. We're going to give you abortion on demand, not let you buy a gun, lock you down, close your businesses, put a mask on you, 
shove four jabs in your arm and your kid's arms. So, so why don't you love us? Look at what we're giving you. Look at all the great things we're giving you. Oh, and you, and you can't feed your kid because we're not going to have no baby formula is going to be around because we had to shut down that evil plant that was making half the baby formula. And we couldn't comprehend that shutting down a plant that made half the baby formula was going to cause a, a, a baby formula shortage a couple of months from that point. They, that, that was not, they couldn't figure that out. They couldn't figure, they were, they were, they were too busy trying to find out who was, who was the most pro-choice person. They couldn't figure that, they couldn't figure that shit out. Well, the telephone lines are open if you want to say something, if you'd like to talk about any of the things I have spoken about, or if you want to talk about something else. Did I miss anything? I don't think I missed anything. No, I don't think so, right? We got the Fauci, we got the Fakakta January 6th crap. Um, yeah, we've got the, uh, the pro-choice stuff. We've got the, we've got the people who are worried because Elon Musk hasn't tweeted in a month, a week, whatever that means. Um, let's see. And, uh, it's just, I just, I, it's, it's, it's one after another. I cannot, I, I can't figure out. I can't figure out. Uh, I'll, 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 let me just talk about this for a second. John Dennis, who, if you're in San Francisco is running against Nancy Pelosi in November, it'll be Pelosi and John Dennis. Um, but people here aren't sick of Pelosi yet. They, they won't, they, they, they won't be sick of her until, until you know when. And then they'll never, then they'll honor her and have seances. Let's see, John Dennis, ludicrous, says, says John Dennis. Democrats don't want to talk about gas prices, overall inflation, open borders, destruction of minority families, crumbling cities, and all their other policy failures. So they give you January 6th kangaroo hearings, woke nonsense, transgender mania, Ukraine, BLM, etc. Now that's the guy you should be voting for. You see, that's the truth. That's 100% truth there. Nancy Pelosi would never say any of that because she's, she's busy pushing kids out of the way to try to get, in the, try to get the best photo shot of her, of her frozen Botox face. Amazing. Yeah, Cassidy Hutchinson is the woman who, who overheard through someone else, through someone else, through someone else, through someone else, that Trump lunged at the Secret Service guy because he so badly wanted to go to the, to the Capitol. Ian Miller, I've mentioned this before, Ian Miller wrote the book called Unmasked, which you have to get, where he compiles a year and a half's worth of data showing that masks were utterly, utterly useless. San Francisco has one of the world's highest vaccination rates, 95%, by the way, of San Francisco is now vaccinated. Uh, 72% are boosted to go along with their mask mandates that seemingly never ended. Yet their current, their current case rate would be the highest of any state in the country. Every time interventions don't work. And this is the kind of stuff that Ian had charted for a year and a half, showing how useless masks were. How they weren't worth their thin cotton, their thin paper that they were made of. with 5 million holes. <laughs> Insane. And they're still wearing them here. And they still ask that, and these, these liberals still want you to wear them because they're so crazy. They're so insane. Glenn Greenwald wrote, so Sonia Sotomayor has worked closely with Clarence Thomas for 13 years since she joined, joined the court in 09. And her description of Thomas 
is exactly the opposite of the ugly trope and stereotype <clears throat> depiction Hillary Clinton spewed. Oh, Hillary Clinton. Thank you, Glenn, for reminding me. Yes, of course, Hillary Clinton said crap about Clarence Thomas. Um, I'm sure she's hardly had any kind of interactions with the guy at all. I can't see why he'd even want to deal with talking to her. But uh, she has never been president and never will be president. So uh, she said all these horrible things about him, but Sotomayor has said wonderful things about him. The exact opposite ideology, right? I think Sotomayor is a moron, by the way, but the exact opposite ideology. And she said he's a, he's a wonderful guy who cares about what he does, and it's not evil at all. And we saw this with Ruth Bader. We saw all the crap that the left said about Scalia, right? And yet Ruth Bader Ginsburg were great friends with Scalia. In fact, they had this great rapport where they could have done a comedy act together. They were so funny together. So we know the left, we know people like me, me, Hillary Clinton are always going to lie and lie and lie. And now there's talk. I thought I'd end the show on a on a funny note. Do my own little stand-up. Hillary Clinton's thinking about running for president again. Boom. Ring brim shot. Boom. Incredible. Could you believe this? Could you believe she would even be considered? Well, yes, because she's so full of herself. You know, her and Bill from a very young age, all they wanted was power. Right, they both wanted to be president. He got his wish. She hasn't gotten hers yet, but she she's, she's a, just can't wait. She she's just, you know she, the, she's always wanted that. It's owed to her. Don't you understand that? It's owed to her. It's her time. It's her time. This is how pathetic the Democrats are. It's how pathetic and how thin their benches. Once again, making my point, how thin their benches that they would think about running this woman who's no spring chicken. Herself, by the way, since we're not talking about 80-year-olds running for president, well, 75-year-olds, just as bad. But this is the best they can come up with for a third time, not just in the 70s, but a third time running. It's Biden all over again, right? Third time to charm. Maybe she saw that with Biden. He was in his 70s, third time to charm. I can do it, too. This is how sick. Let's see. Progressives hate Hillary Clinton. Independents hate Hillary Clinton. Republicans despise Hillary Clinton. People under 40 can't stand Hillary Clinton. So what does this leave her with? About 38 votes? 38 votes. Tell me, I want someone to try to tell me how Hillary Clinton's going to win electoral college. How does Hillary Clinton win 270 electoral votes? How does Hillary Clinton win Pennsylvania and Florida and Ohio and Georgia and Arizona? How, how does that happen? Oh, she'd win California and New York easily. And, you know, Mr. I'm as pro-choice as you can get. I'm more pro-choice than you'll ever be. Pritzker state of Illinois. And that's about it. New York, California, Illinois, Oregon, Washington. How would Hillary Clinton win the Electoral College? Someone can maybe, maybe, maybe someone has the answer to that. The answer is obvious. I know I'm, I'm being rhetorical. I'm asking, I know it's a rhetorical thing. She couldn't win the Electoral College. It's a total joke. Total joke, but it shows what disarray the Democrats are in that Hillary Clinton would even be considered, any, any Democrat would, would be considering having Hillary Clinton run for president in 2024, in 2024. But this is where the Democratic Party is. This is why I say just end them. End them. I think the best thing for Democrats is also to vote against them and end them and start over again, if you wish. Build from the ground up with people with, with, with common sense and, and dignity who care about others, who aren't so spoiled and selfish and want everything to go their way. It's their way, way, or it's not democracy. It's it's their way, or it's illegitimate. And this is what the Democrats continue to do with everything. 
It's their way or we're going to take a tantrum. It's their way. The Supreme Court giving the power of the, to the states for abortion is not democracy. When it exactly, that's actually the exact definition of democracy in our Constitution. The exact definition through the 10th Amendment of democracy, democracy in our Constitution, is giving the right to the states so the people can vote on it. You see, the voters, you see, the voters, they can vote. They can decide who runs their state and how their state is run, whether something is illegal or not legal or somewhere in between. They can decide that. That's exactly what democracy is. What democracy isn't is what the Supreme Court did 49 years ago, where nine judges say, we'll decide what the law is. When nine people in robes decide, we'll, we'll tell you what the law is. But you see, since it was mostly left judges and they did what they left wanted, that's democracy then. Doesn't matter what the law is, doesn't matter what the Constitution says. So obviously, as usual, the Democrats have it ass backwards. In 73, it was not democracy, it was authoritarianism. Now it's democracy. Now it's democracy. But it takes work to fight to get the people you want elected in your state, doesn't it? It takes work. Go down to Mississippi. Have the liberals, have the hippie liberals from California, New York, go down to Mississippi, go down to Alabama, and try to get them to vote for pro-choice people. They will kick them in their asses and tell them to get the fuck out of their state, although they won't say fuck because they're much nicer than I am. They're Southerners. But they'll kick them out of their state because that's not what they want. That's not what they want. It's what the liberals of the coast want them to be. It's what the coastal elites want them to be. It's not what they are. And that's what Democrats can't, that's what they hate. They hate they don't have the power to tell the whole country what to do. The Democrats in California and New York hate it, that they can't tell the people of Mississippi and Alabama to do it their way, that their way is the righteous way, that their way is the, is the democratic way. And, if you, and the way they're doing it in the South is the backwards low IQ way. That's what they think, as Wanda Sykes just pretty much said. So that's why they protest in New York and California. Someone said to me, why are they protesting in places where they're preaching to 90% choir? And I say, because there, their asses will be kicked. People will cheer, yeah, 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 because they can't take it to Mississippi and Alabama. The liberals can't take their pro-choice agenda to Mississippi and Alabama because they'll be told very politely to go away. That's not the way we do it here. You can't control us all the time. We know we love. We know you hate the Constitution because you love control. If you, you want people to wear masks, they must wear masks. You want people to get vaccinated, they must get vaccinated. You tell people they must get vaccinated or they can't get their job. You tell people they that they have to lock down their businesses for a year or else. You tell that's what you want, and you love it. You get off on the fact the liberal, the Democrat gets off on the or the illiberal gets off on the fact that people jump when they tell them to jump. They love it. it, it it's arousing in, in one way or another to them. It's what they live for. But now people are fighting back and saying, up yours. We're not doing it your way anymore. We did it your way for 50 years, for a half century. Half century, we placated you, and we did it the wrong way. We did it the undemocratic way. We did it the illegal way for 50 years, and we've had enough of it. We've had enough of it. But boy, does it burn their ass. That is because of Donald Trump's three appointees. That this wasn't all his appointees who voted for this, but without them, it doesn't happen. 
that burns their ass. That makes their that makes their Trump derangement syndrome go into overdrive. Overdrive. It makes Adam shit go crazy. It makes his eyes be even creepier. It makes Pelosi's Botox face tighten even more. That's what it does. But it's one thing after another with these Democrats. It's one thing after another. It's one thing after another. And they believe this will help them in November. I think this will help them even more because people are just tired of this. They're tired of the riots. They're tired of the threats. They're tired of friggin' intimidation. They're tired of it, and they're not going to take another summer of it. And come November, they're going to tell the Democrats that they're tired of it and what they can do with this shit, what they could do with their authoritarianism. All right, last call. Does anybody want to call in and say anything? Was everyone shy tonight? All of a sudden, no one was. Yesterday was a very day. Yesterday, no one was shy. Everyone was calling in. People were calling in to yell at me. Oh, one guy. But um, everyone seems to be shy. Today. Or maybe I'm just saying everything you're thinking. Maybe it's that kind of a day. I'm just saying everything that you're thinking. But can't, I can't help it that I have common sense, people. I cannot help it that I have some, some common sense and that I, I just cannot march in lockstep with these people anymore. That I can't even give them an inch anymore because look at what they do. Look at what they did after people like myself – and you heard the caller Daniel yesterday and other people say that we back them with their pro-choice crap for all this time. We back their, let's put autonomy stuff. We, we, their bodily autonomy stuff. We back them with a bodily autonomy argument. And they stabbed us in the back. For the last two and a half years, they stabbed us in the back and said, no, bodily autonomy is one way. It's only with it's only with abortion. It's only when we say it's an issue. Oh, one more thing. Oh, thank goodness. I'm talking about this. Javier Bacera. Javier Bacera. What did Biden call him? Baccarat? Moron. He, um, he just said today, he said, he actually said this. This is something he actually said. I find it insane. He said that people, women have the right to choose and the federal government protects that right. He said the federal government protects the right for a woman to choose whether to have an abortion or not, or to keep the child or not, just as the federal government backs medical privacy. This guy, this son of a bitch, has the nerve to say that this federal government backs medical... Where was the medical privacy, Javier? With the vaccines and the vaccine mandates and the vaccine passports, and you got to show it to get into here, and you got to show it to work there, and people can ask you, you get it, you get it, you get it, you get it. Where's the medical privacy, Javier? Where is it, Javier? Huh? Where's the medical privacy? You hypocrite! You you bull-faced, lying hypocrite! I want to throw tomatoes at my TV screen. I don't have any tomatoes handy. This is the nerve they have. This is such a shithole administration. Shitball administration this is. That this guy goes on TV and says that. First of all, there's no, first of all there's, there, isn't, there isn't even a connection between the two. There is a right to medical privacy, but there is no right. In the Constitution, there actually is a right. You can make, you can make more of an argument that there's a right to medical privacy in the Constitution than a right to an abortion. 
So I don't know what he's talking about, but what, what right to medical privacy? They gave us no right. They gave people who weren't vaccinated no right, or even people who were vaccinated and didn't want it to be a, a national story or the whole fucking world to know. Where was the medical, where was the right to medical privacy? Where they could ask you, are you vaccinated? Where a doctor can ask, I just heard a story of a, of a therapist. Some person on Twitter is having problems. They're unvaccinated and they're having some issues where they need a therapist. And the therapist actually told them, we're not taking unvaccinated patients. A therapist told them, we will not take you. We will not give you mental health because you're not vaccinated. That's the world we live in because people like Javier Bachera let them do that. Because Joe Biden and Gavin Newsom and Kathy Hochul let them do that and pat them on the back for it and gave them money to do it. That's why. That's why. So he could shove his medical privacy up his ass. There was no medical privacy. There was no medical privacy. You didn't give me my medical privacy. So you get jack shit now. I'm not giving you anything. And when we talked about medical privacy, we said, oh, it's not a right. It's not in the Constitution. And neither is abortion. Neither is abortion. And actually, the courts have, have pretty much, including the Supreme Court with the OSHA judgment, said there is a right of medical privacy. And there's no right for them to say we can't work if we're vaccinated. They lost in the courts left and right. Newsom lost almost every case. The, the media didn't tell you that. The media didn't tell you Democratic governors lost almost every case during COVID. Almost every mandate. Almost everything they wanted, they lost. He lost on the churches, closing, everything. He lost on everything. And Biden lost on almost everything. Because the courts realized that these are rights granted to us in the Constitution. These are rights granted to us in the Constitution. But abortion is not. And this just bothers them. You see, they they can't have it the way they want it. It's the way it is. The Constitution is written the way it is. And if you agree with it, good. If you don't agree with it, tough luck. Tough luck. You don't have your, you have the right to your constitution. There's only one. And it never changes. The constitution that you put in your pocket 20 years ago is the same constitution now. If you want amendments, you gotta fight for the amendments and you gotta pass that huge bar to get amendments written in and changed. But the constitution doesn't change because times changed. It doesn't just automatically, magically change because you want it to change. It is what it is. And they hate that. I want Democrats just to come out and say it. They hate the Constitution. They want to write their own. They hate the Constitution. They want to rewrite it. They want to rewrite the First Amendment. They want to rewrite the Second Amendment. They want to rewrite the Tenth Amendment. They want to rewrite it. Now, of course, they can't. But I want them to finally admit to that. I want them to admit that they hate it. They hate, they despise it. They despise it. The founding fathers were wrong. I want Democrats to say that. They won't say it because then they'll fall even further behind in the polls. Because then Biden's approval will be 12. And he knows it. He knows it. Because most people in this country believe in the Constitution. That's why they live here. They believe in the Constitution. Javier Baccarat. The right, this guy actually says. I mean, this COVID stuff was... It's still going on. It was the last two and a half years. It wasn't 30 years ago. It wasn't 50 years ago. People are forgetting to forget. The right to medical privacy. 
oh, I got to stop here. I got to stop here. I can't take it anymore. It's sick out there and it's getting sicker, but how much sicker can it get? How much sicker can it get? Okay, once again, I'm in New York. Believe it or not, you might not be able to tell that I'm on vacation. I'm having a great time, great time. Um, and uh, I won't have any show tomorrow. There won't be a Wednesday show, but there'll be a Thursday show. And because it's been, it'll be two days, there'll be so much more to talk about. There'll be so much more Democrat bashing to do. So you got to be right here. The time, check on the calendar. It'll be a nighttime show. Check on the calendar on callin.com. And I'm, I'm going to expect on Thursday that you people will be ready to call in. You won't be so shy that you'll have some stuff ready to go. All right? That's my expectation of you. You've been listening to, and let's be heard. I'm Mike Atropoli. And remember, always remember, don't forget, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. See you on Thursday. <laughs>